This is the 77 WABC minicast. Good morning, everybody. This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano, and returning by popular demand is a fella that uh, that got pretty good reviews the last two times that he was on this program. But he was on as part of a panel, and the fact of the matter is, when you're on a panel, if you're not that good, you can kind of come across as being good, it, it, but just by kind of blending in with everybody. So that's where we kind of try some people out, if they're interesting or not interesting. And we, we said, all right, this guy got pretty good reviews twice as part of a panel. Let's see if anybody cares about what he says when he's here on his own. So I have no idea if uh, he's going to be remotely interesting, entertaining, or humorous on his own without the company of others to lean on, but we are about to find out. Let me welcome back to the microphone Fred Rubino, stand-up comedian of a conservative variety. Hello, Fred. Thank you so much. And by popular demand, you mean that I demanded it. That's that's right. (laughs) So, uh, Fred, last time you were here, I believe, you helped yourself to some of the pizza in the kitchen area right and uh this time there's no pizza right well i'm glad you didn't know that i clogged the toilet too so (laughs) the pizza i'll take this time or last time last last time i see okay well uh, okay good i'm glad glad it's not the case this time but um i heard recently that you were on keto now what are you doing eating all that pizza if you're on keto well i cheat a lot uh-huh. See, the the uh, secret to staying on any diet is cheating a lot on it. <laughs> That'll do so, it. That's the one thing that uh, can... How can I not eat pizza? Right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, does, uh, did you like keto? Did keto work for you? Keto works for a few weeks, and but you see the pizza at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> and that's what makes you stay on it. But three weeks is my limit. Aren't all these low-carb diets... The exact same thing, just by another name. Isn't Atkins the same as paleo? Isn't paleo the same as keto? Aren't they all just don't eat bread? Don't eat bread. Don't eat uh, sugar. Sugar, right. right. If you just give up sugar, I think the whole country is hooked on sugar. Right. That's the most addictive drug on earth, sugar. Yeah. Where are you in this whole Ozempic craze? Ozempic, uh, I know people personally who lost a lot of Me weight. Me too. Uh, family members of mine, same. And they're off of, like, high blood pressure pills mm-hmm. now. So I think the worst nightmare for pharmaceutical is to take hundreds of thousands of people and now reduce their weight by, like, 40%. Well, but they're apparently this. They're predicting that this could be the best-selling class of drugs of all time. They may make uh, something like, I saw a crazy number, $16 trillion by selling this class of drugs. See, and if you reduce a lot of people's weight, you're going to see diabetes go down. You're going right. to see well, knee, that's how it started yeah, as a as an anti-diabetes drug. You are billed as the voice of American Italians. Correct. What makes you who who gave you that distinction? By the way, well, uh, I get a, a large following of Italian Americans, mm-hmm. but not the immigrant Italian that still speaks with the accent. Got it. It's the second generation, mm-hmm. and that's what I am. And, you know, we grew up with the traditions, but we're more American right. than same, Italian. Right, same, same. Well, second generation on my mom's side, uh, third generation on my dad's. But 
Um, why do you refer to yourself as the voice of American Italians rather than Italian Americans? Because we're more American than Italian. And, you know, when you get like people coming in from uh, Italy and you don't realize how American you are, uh-huh. you know, oh, like yeah. oh, you yeah. talk to them and they sit like two inches from your face <laughs> and you're like, what are you doing? Get away from me. You know, they're 90 pounds and they eat just like grains and oil and then you take them out to dinner and they're like steak and champagne, you know, they turn right away. That's but- true. That's true. I have noticed that actually. That's very funny. But, um, it, well, that's, that's terrific. How did you, I know you used to work in construction for a long time, right? So these hours, years. these hours are nothing new to you. This is the great, uh, construction worker hour after four o'clock, all the construction workers are getting up all over the, the tri-state area. Putting on, you know, WABC, every in the background, and, and driving in. So I've been up at 4 a.m. for almost my whole life. Or a lot of the other great radio stations were on, you know, WCBM, also a great station, yeah. KYBR, uh, WUCT, yeah. KWAM. They, we have a lot of construction listeners yeah. all over the uh, <laughs> WFDF, a lot of construction listeners at all our affiliates. Very proud of that. Um, you have also amassed a massive... Oh, no, so I, I was going to ask you, you, how did you make that transition from the world of construction to stand-up comedy? Well, uh construction you work on different jobs all the time so if i'm playing at one place i have about 200 people on the job that are going to come see me then i'm on another job so they can come see me again so construction work is not like office work everybody's goofing around right i like that yeah so radio in that respect we're all comedians on that job or you get the the 70 year old guy and a 19 year old kid everyone's joking everybody's making fun every walk of life race creed color nothing's off limits so it's very easy uh you're very concerned when you're working construction about getting written up for an hr complaint no there are no hr complaints there's uh just if you are not pleased with someone you let them know and uh you work it out. How'd you get to be conservative? Were you always conservative? No, I became conservative when uh, they started taking money out of my paycheck. And I was like, what? What's going on here? And then I realized, you know, I started to get into politics. When you're young, you don't, you're not into politics. Mm-hmm. And you, you're liberal. Yeah, why can't we all just live together and be nice? And then, and then you start, you know, learning about the world and you're like, I don't like this. Yeah, and I well, want to keep my paycheck, it's, too. It's so nice to meet a construction <laughs> worker that's actually paying taxes and not just uh, getting paid in cash entirely. That's very nice. Hey, uh, speaking of money, one of the issues in this uh, Trump situation has been the value of his assets. One of the the whole basis of the civil fraud trial is that he apparently overvalued all of his assets from Trump Tower to Mar-a-Lago. I mean, what's your read on that whole situation? The whole real estate industry is based on lying. How could they do? I bought three houses in my lifetime. Every one of them, I lied on every form. <laughs> I lied to the real estate. I lied to the buyer. The, 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 the seller lied to me. It's, it's a business based on lying. So how could they just pick one thing out and say, oh, he lied about how I, I bought a house. Oh, it's in perfect condition. The first time it rained, it was like I was like Noah. I was like, "What happened to this great house?" So I, I don't understand that at all. And and plus, uh, there are blueprints 
to every building in the city. So if he says it's one thousand square, uh, three thousand square foot, and it's one thousand, you didn't check it, right? The, the banks just take his word; they just take your word for it and <laughs> give you a loan or a mortgage based on whatever you th- whatever you claim the value of the of the I, property. Is I worth. have a condo in Florida. It has one bathroom, one bedroom. Okay. I'm going to go in and say, I'd like to borrow a million dollars towards it. It's a palace, I tell you. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, needless to say, you don't give a lot of credence to this current civil fraud prosecution. No, I th- and, but I think there's more on the way. I mm-hmm. think they will stop at nothing to uh, to stop this guy. They, they just want to do anything they can. Next, there'll be other people saying he harassed them and he whatever, you know, so... I think once you throw so much at somebody, then people just turn off. I think you're right about that. Uh, I think you're absolutely right about that politically. To me, it just becomes noise, I I think, at uh, this point. Civil stuff, criminal stuff. Trump made a lot of news a couple of hours ago, right at the top of our show. He made the announcement that he was endorsing Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. A lot of folks are pointing to this whole changing of the guard in the House as an example of the Republicans being in disarray, uh, some people have get Mac Gates as the villain. Some people have Kevin McCarthy as the villain. Others want Steve Scalise to be the speaker. Where do you see this whole uh, McCarthyism going down? I, I don't understand people saying the, the Republican Party's in disarray. The whole country's in disarray. The economy shot. There's hundreds of thousands of people and homeless all over. The whole country shot. But as as far as that goes uh, with Jim Jordan, well, all right. I, I'm in favor of anybody, uh, their job, to be fired. I think more, if you had to be fired, I don't, even the Supreme Court, I, I don't agree that you can never be fired.